Hello and welcome to the VentureForth Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Mahavutivani. We'll be chatting with some of the most interesting founders, startups, and VCs about the experiences that led them to where they are today, what they're currently working on, as well as the journey ahead of them. All right, so I'm joined today by Dory Yona, co-founder of Ernie, an app that makes it super simple to automatically get money back on almost every purchase you make. Ernie has raised $1.2 million and has processed over $1 billion in receipts to date. And prior to becoming a founder, Dory was a commander in the Israeli Defense Forces in charge of three naval vessels and a squadron of nearly 50 units. I'm excited to welcome Dory to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um... Entrepreneur in heart, that's the, that's the bottom line. I lived half my life in Israel and half my life in the Silicon Valley. I was actually born in Israel, and um, when I was eight months old, my family moved to the Silicon Valley. Um, my parents got a job there in tech, and um, after a few years, they ended up opening their own company, their own startup. And instead of staying uh, temporary three years in the Bay Area, we ended up staying 13 years the age of 13, they decided it's time to go back to Israel. So we ended up moving back to Israel when I was 13 years old. And so I went to high school in Israel and served in the Navy, as you mentioned, uh, for a bit over seven years. And once once I finished that, I actually started our my first startup, our first company. That was about two and a half years ago. And um, part of starting that company, um, ended up moving to the Bay Area. And that's why I'm back in the States. I'd really like to learn more about this military service. Was that something that was mandatory for being in Israel or did you enlist yourself? It's something that's mandatory. If you're living in Israel and you're above the age of, I think, 16, then it's mandatory. For men, it's three years. For women, it's two years. And so that's the mandatory, the minimum required uh, to serve in, in, in the military in Israel. Um, I went to a special program, which in order to complete it and get certified and do the position I did, it required a minimum of seven years. So I ended up uh, serving a total of seven years in the, in, in the Army in Israel. That's incredible. How has that military experience influenced you as a startup founder? I think two or three main points that influenced me directly, and I think it has a lot to do with the position that you do in the military. Um, you can't compare someone that's an engineer to uh, someone that's a pilot to someone that's naval ship commander. And so it's a really a bit different for each one, and I'm sure that each one gets different um, aspects or different characteristics for that. Um, but specifically for what I did in, in the field I was in, one, it taught me a lot about uh, the fact that nothing is impossible and you cannot get no for an answer. And really it has to do with, you, you learn it kind of through drills and through your through your feet, we like to say, through hard physical training. But you end up realizing that everything's really in your head and your body can endure a lot more than what you think you, your mind thinks it can endure. And if, if your mind is set that it can achieve a goal and it, sometimes it, you know goals are very different in the military versus goals in, in the startup world, but you understand that it's in your mind and you can achieve it as even though it seems almost impossible to achieve, then, then it can be done. I think that's one main point. The second thing is it teaches you a lot about um, tenacity and, and not giving up and working hard. And, and, and it kind of connects to the first point, but really the tenacity is a key, a key characteristic that comes from that. 
And the third thing, more specifically about kind of the role I did, which I was a commander of a ship and a platoon of ships, um, it taught you a lot about management and leadership. And not only in leadership and management, but leadership and management under pressure in extreme circumstances. And once you kind of go through that and you're able to, you know, be a father, a teacher, a manager, um, a leader for, for a group of, of, of soldiers, it's very, very easy to translate that and take that experience to, you know, the next stage in life, which is um, founding a company and, and, and hiring the team members and leading them and managing them. So um, that, that's a big, big plus that I gained from my military experience. So Ernie isn't your first startup project, is it? You, you, uh, I believe you had a, a project before called Yeah, Hasnet? Officially, it's not our first. Prior to founding Ernie, we actually, I'm, I'm together with two other co-founders, two amazing co-founders, um, Oded Vakrat, co-founder of mine and CEO and very good friend. We've been friends and, and working together for over 10 years. Um, we actually served together in the Israeli Navy. We came to the tryouts um, out of tens of thousands of people that tried out for, for the role. We ended up trying out together about 10 years ago. We ended up passing the tryouts, passing the intense training. To the bottom line, from tens of thousands of cadets, about 30 finished the, the actual training and were commanders of ships, and we were two of the 30. And so since then, we actually ended up serving together, um, training together, and we were really good friends. And so um, Oded is our CEO and co-founder, product genius. And when we finished with the, the, the military, we decided to start a first startup, Hashnap, as you mentioned. And we were looking for a third technical co-founder, CTO, um, which is Elon. And he was just the perfect fit for us. Lots of amazing experience in, in technology and startups and cybersecurity. A lot of interesting um, experience um, under his belt. And so we actually founded our first startup called Hashnap, um, which was a social networking dating platform at the time it was about two and a half years ago and we ended up building an amazing product and launching it in san francisco about a year and a half ago so or almost two years ago so that's what brought us back to the bay area and then what made you eventually swipe left on hashnap in working on ernie um we never had swipes so uh, <laughs> i'm kidding um so when we first moved to, this is an interesting story, but when we, we ended up raising some seed money in Israel for Hashnap, and part of our, our plan was to launch, Israel has an amazing tech ecosystem, an amazing knowledge infrastructure and great engineers, but you know, um, if you want a consumer app, you have to be in the market and you know, one of the leading markets in Europe or in, in, in the US. So we knew we had to launch Hashnap in the US. So we raised some capital for that, and we um, moved to San Francisco to launch Hashsnap. Um, this was about summer of 2015, so last year, about a year and a half ago. Um, and when we first moved to, to, to San Francisco, um, through a mutual friend, we got invited to a fancy gala dinner, and we needed blazers. That was the dress code suits. And uh, as anyone that's come from Middle East countries uh, knows no one wears there a blazer, no one has a blazer there in hand. Um, so we ended up the night of the event, we, 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 we went the same day to Zara to buy blazers. I had ended up buying a, a blazer for, I think, 120 or $130. Um, and Odette thought it was a bit overpriced just for the event. He'll borrow one from a friend. And so we ended up going to the event. Everything was great. Um, we're launching Hashnap in San Francisco, not picking up as well as we had expected. There wasn't a right product market fit. Um, we understood that even though people said they hated Tinder, they would secretly swipe right 
under their covers at night. So um, about two months later, Oded was just randomly browsing online and found the exact same blazer on Zara.com for half the price. There was a sale 50% off. And he pretty much, he didn't really need it, but he purchased it just to piss me off. We're very competitive between us to show me that he finally beat me to a better price. I mean, I'm always bragging with my travel deals and my coupon deals and my all the credit cards I have and Costco deals. Um, so he pretty much finally beat me to the to, to the punch with the price and he ended up buying it, showing to me. I was super frustrated. I, I remember that day I was so upset, but we had remembered that someone had told us about the price protection policy that Chase offers on their credit cards. And we had bought it, I had bought it with a Chase Visa um, credit card. So we went through the really long and annoying and inefficient process of trying to understand how to claim that money back after like a week of emails and back and forth and screenshots and phone calls. Um, bottom line, we were able to get $65 back on that blazer. And that's when it kind of like hit us. I remember that we were having lunch, the three of us, and it kind of hit us like, wow, this is huge. Um, this is crazy. If we can automate that, if we can build a personal assistant that will do that for consumers. It's, it's ridiculous, you know, what the potential is. And, and it was just one example that we randomly ran into. And so um, we, we researched a bit the market. We estimated that there were $50 billion unclaimed every year in the U.S. alone due to price drops on online shopping. And, and a funny story, Elon, our CTO, had signed us up months prior to uh, some MasterCard hackathon that was happening in San Francisco. It was the global hackathon in San Francisco. And so it, it was about three days after the Blazer story. So we ended up going to the hackathon, and um, we had to use you know, MasterCard APIs and, and, and leverage some other technology. And we're sitting in brainstorming, what can we build, what can we build? And we said, you know what, let's take this Blazer situation, let's take this idea and see if we can bring it to life. Let's try to build... Uh, an automated assistant or some kind of version that will automatically get you money back when prices drop. So we ended up building a very cool product in the hackathon. At the time, it was called actually Dave. Um, and you actually took pictures of receipts. And um, we built kind of a first version of a, of a price protection app. And we ended up winning first place out of 30-something teams. MasterCard came up to us directly and said, listen, what you guys have built is disrupting to the highest levels. Um, we want to be there. We want to meet you guys further. We want to discuss. We want to be there to support. So we went kind of back to the drawing board as founders. Um, we had looked at the situation with where we were at with HashSnap. Uh, we put a lot of time, a lot of discussions internally, externally with our investors, with our advisors, and, and came to a clear conclusion that HashSnap was not going in the direction we hoped in terms of revenues, in terms of product market fits the opportunity here, the real-life situation with, um, you know, the, the model behind Ernie or the idea behind Ernie seemed compelling and, and you know, a, a great opportunity. And so we made a very, very, very hard decision as founders and uh, made a hard pivot and uh, went directly to Ernie. So this seems like a, a no-brainer to me. Like, it's such a good idea. And I think that price protection, if people knew more about it, would take advantage of it more often, even on their own behalf. Why don't most people seem to know more about and take advantage of price protection? So the way we, we look at the problem is it's divided into three stages. The, the biggest problem is really awareness. Most consumers in America, almost all consumers in America that hold a Visa or MasterCard or Discover, credit card have price protection on their card. They're not even aware of it. So it really starts with a problem of awareness. And out of the people that do know about it, that they have price protection or that exists, in terms of consumer behavior, 
no one usually searches for a better price after their purchase. They forget about it. You know, take example, I'm sure you bought holiday or Christmas, you know, presents. That's it. You forgot about it. You search for a coupon. You search for a deal until the day you bought it. Once you bought it, you forget about it. You think about your next purchase. You're, you're thinking about, you know, the next thing. You don't have time to go back and check the price. And out of the people that do really know the policies and check the prices and are on top of things, they usually get lost in the paperwork and the bureaucracy and all the fine print. So that's kind of if you look at a funnel or where the drop off is, it's, it starts from awareness, then goes down to just consumer behavior, and then just no one wants to deal with the bureaucracy or the hard work. So I'm totally sold. How does Ernie work? Ernie works in a very unique way. Um, when we set out to build a product, we had one very, very key uh, vision in mind. We wanted to create a product that's really set and forget. We wanted to create an experience where you as a consumer all you need to do is sign up once and that's it. You're done. You don't need to remember. You don't need to keep taking pictures of receipts. You, need to, you don't need to deal with it. From the moment you sign up, Ernie is there behind the scenes automatically tracking your purchases, understanding what you bought, monitoring the price of what you bought, and actually even sending the claims automatically on your behalf. So the way it works is as a consumer, you, you log in with your email. The moment you log in with your email, you're, we're able to access your merchant so we're able to get access to the receipts that are emailed to you, either from online shopping, so any online purchase you know where you usually get a receipt, or in-store purchases. Um, there's actually more and more retailers that have implemented emailed systems from in-store receipts. So Apple has it, and Macy's has it, and Bloomingdale's, and Nordstrom, and Best Buy, and the list goes on. Um, every POS of Square, for example. So we're able to extract that, understand what you bought. Then we've built unique technology that's able to monitor the pricing of the items you've bought and compare them to other retailers. And then when we actually recognize a price drop, we're able to compile that information and actually submit a claim on your behalf, either to the retailer or to the issuer, depending on where you bought it from or what card you used at the point of, of sale. So how much have you saved your users so far? The average refund that a user gets is around $7, 7 to $8 is the average refund size. We have, if you're a user that shops at one of the top 30 to 50 retailers, you're almost guaranteed to get money back almost immediately. So this um, is only usable in the States? Yes, it's only usable in the States for now. Um, we're focused on the U.S. markets. And, you know, once we nail it down here, um, we, we have looked at other verticals in other um, countries. Um, there's others, other countries that have very similar policies and credit card banking systems. Um, but for now, it's only in the U.S. And, and so would you say that you uh, saved America in the millions of dollars? Or, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, the market size is, can be up to what was it, 50 billion? I mean, that's that's amazing if you can make that kind of impact. And obviously... I, I guess you take a, a cut of it as well. Uh, we're not sharing numbers, but we're happy with what we're saving, and we're we're sure we're, we're making an impact already. And then, so how how do you make money? Um, we take a twenty five percent cut of every refund we get you. So our goal or Ernie's goal is to get you as many refunds as possible, and to make sure that you're someone's really protecting your purchases and watching your back. So our incentive is to get you as much as possible. So it's free to use, free to download. But if you get a refund that otherwise you would have never gotten, we'll take a 25% cut of that. So you mentioned that 
Ernie is a sort of a set it and forget it product, and and that's by design. Uh, and so it's not really a, a viral thing, and doesn't have you know sort of the traditional engagement models. So how would someone discover Ernie, and what kind of growth hacks have you tried to use to acquire more users? So we haven't been focused on growth at all. Everything that's happened in the past six seven months since launch has all been organic. We actually launched a very cool referral program this about two weeks ago, where every friend you refer, you get 5% of their refunds. And if they refer friends, you get 5% of their friends' refunds as well. So it's multi-level, and that just incentivizes you to share with your friends and make sure your friends share with more friends. And and it's just amazing. We're seeing the numbers and the feedback since launch, and and it's amazing. People are sharing. People get notified that their friends got refunds, and they actually get a cut of that as well. So it's just another opportunity to get some extra money that from your friends. I love your brand. If Homer Simpson's super smart cousin was my accountant, I feel like I'd have Ernie. How important has the design been in the user experience of the product? Um, it was something that was very important to us to begin with, and it's continuing to be important to us. We want people to resonate to Ernie. We want people to know that Ernie is someone He's there, he's there for you, and he will continue being there for you to make sure that you never overpay um, on anything you purchase ever again. And for us, it's, it was really important to keep that brand out there, to keep that that Ernie logo, that Ernie brand out there to make sure that people emotionally connect Ernie and understand that there's really someone there behind the scenes watching their back. There are other competitors in the market, I believe, or, or maybe um, there there were uh, what are your thoughts about Paribus's recent acquisition by Capital One, and does that signal a strong or weak demand for price protection products like Ernie? First of all, the way I like to look at Ernie in the market is Paribus is a it was a company that was doing something similar in in a certain vertical to what we're doing. They they were doing Amazon price tracking and Amazon claims at first, and then they expanded it to a few more retailers. The way we look at Ernie is, is as a company as a vision, it's something very unique. Ernie has started off as a personal assistant for commerce or for retail shopping. But the way we look at Ernie is, Ernie is going to be the number one mobile finance consumer app in the U.S. We want every consumer in the U.S. to have Ernie installed in their phone because they know that no matter what they buy or every time they make a payment, they have someone there behind the scenes watching their back, making sure that they don't overpay. And it breaks down to understanding that same policies that are in place in terms of consumer price protection on, on retail and commerce exist in other verticals as well. For example, hotels, flights, car rentals, phone plans, cable bills, insurance plans. And the way we look at it is Ernie will be the ultimate personal finance assistant that will make sure that no matter what you pay for, um, you're really protected with Ernie's protection. So we don't see anyone else directly going in the space. We've seen people do um, very niche things. If uh, We've seen a company or two do it in terms of flights. We've seen a pair of us that's doing a bit more specifically about commerce and retail. But the way we're building our company and the product is Ernie will really be there to give you an, an array of protections or, or a few verticals. Overall, I'm really excited from Paribus's acquisition by Capital One. I think it's great. I think it shows a very interesting validation in the market that there is a need for products that are there to watch out on behalf of consumers and to protect them. I think that banks and, and financial institutions understand the importance and the power of a product like that. 
So we were really excited by Paribus's acquisition by Capital One. You can see Citibank, for example, has has a program called Price Rewind, um, which on Citibank cards, they will also offer price protection with purchases made, even though the process is a bit time consuming and, and manual. It requires you to upload every purchase and they only alert you when a price drops and you have to submit the claim. Um, but it just shows that there is a need and understanding in terms of you know the financial institutions in the U.S., in a product that's compelling and as powerful as as automated assistants that are there to protect consumers on everyday purchases. Your team has been part of a number of accelerators. How did you get hooked up with the teams at Science and, and Commerce Innovated? And ultimately, how have they helped and what do they look for in an ideal participant for somebody that might want to join? So Science, it was an interesting story. We were raising our seed round earlier this year. And um, someone had made an intro between Oded and Mike Jones, which is the CEO of Science. Um, he was formerly CEO of MySpace. And Science is an amazing incubator. They brought out really amazing companies like Dollar Shave Club and Dollar Bakay and um, Hello Society and Famebit. And so someone had introduced us to Mike Jones just to get some product feedback on Ernie when it was still a test flight version. So we had sent him the test flight version, and I think within two weeks or three weeks, Mike had received already $70 back on his purchases. And this was still test flight, very early stage, and then he's, he just got so excited. He said, okay, guys, let's talk. And that kind of is really what sparked the, the conversation because of the compellingness of, of a product like Ernie. It, it's what really attracted science to us. And what really attracted us in, in science was they are one of the best I think I've seen in the industry in terms of user acquisition. And they know user acquisition and e-commerce and just growth and strategy like no one else that I've you know we've talked to or worked with. So um, with a company like ours where it's all around um, growth, 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 acquiring users, growing bigger, and building a brand here. We felt that science and their team were the right fit for us. Um, and you see that with the brands they've built out and how big they've become. So that's with science. In terms of uh, Commerce Innovated, I think, yes, after the hackathon, we actually heard about the program through the MasterCard team in the Bay Area, which was working with us um, at the, uh, the early stages of Ernie. So they had mentioned the program. I think we applied also when we had nothing. We, we had the, the prototype from the from the hackathon, and they had told us it was a bit early. Um, this was about a year ago, um, a bit more. And then... They actually reached out to us probably five months ago, had seen all our progress and reached out to us and said, if, asked us if we were interested to apply again to Commerce Innovated. And we said, why not? It looks interesting. It looks like a lot of things that could help the company grow in terms of relationships with MasterCard and SVB. And so um, we ended up taking part in the, the Commerce Innovated Accelerator that's currently running. So it's been great to work with the MasterCard and SVB team on that. So with your and Oded's military backgrounds, how has that driven or I guess directed the company culture? I think the way we look at culture, because it's an early stage startup, we're not trying to drive Oded and I's military or certain culture on the team. The one thing that it has brought to us, I think, our military experience and working with so many people in all kinds of situations from different backgrounds and, and delivering if it's, you know, military objectives it resonates a lot with just with the startup life, with the pressures, um, with the goals, um, with prioritizing, with working with the team. So what it really, really taught us or helped us in the day to day 
is may the job of management or leading or however you, you'd like to phrase it, kind of like a walk in the park for us. And it's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs may struggle with, but we've been faced in our military experience with so much diversity and use cases and situations with managing and leading that um, that's the main thing it brought to us. And so when we say that, we're not trying, and part of, the, our, of our learnings is we're not trying to force a culture on an early stage startup. We don't believe it's right. But we believe that you need to build a culture with your first employees. So you need to make sure that they really fit your vision and the company where you want to take it. But together with your first team members, your first employees, to build that culture together and not force upon them a culture that you have in mind. So in addition to growth, obviously, what's next for Ernie? We're launching very, very, very soon credit card price protection. So you'll be covered on your purchases for up to almost 120 days. That means that if you bought something and the price of the item dropped within four months almost after your purchase, you'll be covered by Ernie. So that's really exciting. And in addition to growth, we're, we're working uh, already on other verticals, looking at the next step, other verticals we, we've seen and learned a lot in the last year in terms of dynamic pricing how that works. We've seen items at stores like Amazon, Walmart, Target, Best Buy that can change prices over eight times per day. And we've seen very similar patterns, technology patterns and fluctuation of pricing happen in other verticals. So um, our next step is to just continue adding benefits and verticals that will protect you as a consumer to make sure that every time you swipe your card, Ernie's there and watching your back. I'd like to jump into the quick fire part of the interview now. So I'm just going to ask you a question. And the first thing that comes to mind, if you could uh, share that. Sure. So the first thing is, uh, you know, I'm curious about what your favorite book is. The Hatchet by Gary Bolson. I read that back in, uh, wow, I guess it was middle school, maybe? Yes, completely. Fantastic I, book. Yes, it's fantastic. It followed up by the K, if I recall. I don't remember the sequel anymore, but I remember that that's... If you if you read it again now, I read it in middle school, um, and you know I, you can always say you know um, all these startup books and the lean startup and so on. I, I don't like to be the mainstream and say these mainstream books. I you know I, I think these out of the ordinary or or books that have affected you at some point in life. Um, they're they're interesting to remember them to bring to read them again at this age and really reflect on them differently. And so I think the Hatchet's a great book. Besides Ernie, what apps can't you live without? I would say Snapchat, Chase, and United Airlines. What was the last thing that you taught yourself to do? Speak Dutch. Can you yeah. give us a, a little flavor of uh, your Dutch? Goed, goed. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> I don't have, there's not enough hours in a day where I can progress at the speed I wish I, I, I would, could progress in Dutch. <laughs> what, what does goed, goed mean? Good, good. Ah, good, good. <laughs> what do you collect, if anything, and why? I collect memorabilias of events or special places or hotel key cards. So anything significant out of the ordinary um, that was on a trip or some special event, I'll, I'll keep the ticket, keep the stub, keep the hotel key. And I think I've been doing it for probably 20 years. Um, and so it's amazing. I have a big box back at home in Israel and a smaller box here in the States from the last year and a half. And it's, it's crazy to just, you open stuff and, and you remember, oh, I was there. And it's just, it's like a, a, a photo album without photos. What's something that you feel strongly about that not many people know? I love cooking. I think cooking is meditation, meditation for the mind. Um, I think super important. 
meditation for the mind and my way of doing it for, you know, there's the yogas and the running and that. So mine is cooking. What can Israel do to become an even more prolific startup hub? Market better. I think there's a lot of brilliant ideas, a lot of brilliant minds. But one of the things that Israel lacks the most is um, communication, marketing, getting the message out. And, and, you know, without getting into details, but, you know, they lack that when I think it comes to politics and when it comes to technology and when it comes to there's a lot of brilliant companies coming out of there. And I think that that's the one thing Israel needs to improve on is how to better brand the message, better create a, a, a better better marketing and better branding. The next 30 seconds are all yours to plug anything that you like. So um, Ernie, you can find it on App Store Android website. It's www.ernie, E-A-R-N-Y, earn with a Y, dot C-O. I recommend you not to listen to me and take, you know, trust me, just download it and, and, and you'll see for yourself. Instantly, you'll find out that you've overpaid. Um, even me, which I'm a super like savvy shopper and I'll never overpay for anything. Ernie, Ernie's got my back a few times and I'm, I'm even disappointed in myself with that. And, <laughs> and it's crazy. We have users that have downloaded the app and have received $400 plus on the first day. Um, so you'll be surprised. We're really mission-driven to make sure that consumers are not taken advantage of and that there's really someone there um, watching their back, making sure that they never overpay again. Dory, I'd really like to thank you for your time today, uh, and I really enjoyed our chat. I've actually gotten to know you over the last, I guess, year, year and a half, and uh, it's been amazing watching Ernie continue to progress and, and how quickly you guys are moving. So, uh, like I said, I love your product, and we'll continue to promote it. And we're hiring in Santa Monica, by the way. So, any great engineers out there, um, happy to have you join the team. We're 14 and growing. Wonderful. And if you want to get involved with the next hot startup in the Santa Monica area, uh, particularly that coming out of science, and you know that they are hit makers there, definitely check out Ernie.co and join their team. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Thanks so much, Jerry. Happy earnings. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe to the VentureForth podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You can also follow at VentureForthPod on Twitter for our latest updates. As always, I'm your host, Joe Mahavutivani, and thank you for listening to the VentureForth podcast.